You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to Electric Bike Radio. This is episode 15, Electric Vacation. I'm Jared, and normally about now you'd be hearing from my co-host, Dwayne, but he's on assignment and reporting from the road this week. He left me here all alone in the Electric Bike Radio Tampa studio. So, where is Dwayne? He had an opportunity to travel out west, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, and tour some of our amazing national parks by RV. Of course, being who we are, Dwayne wanted to figure out a way to take his electric bike, or at least have one with him. Of course, e-bikes are expensive to transport, so the best bet for him, and probably for a lot of folks, is to rent an e-bike at his destination. Now, renting an e-bike isn't necessarily cheap either, but nothing is cheap these days. It seems like rental cars that used to be $40 a day are now $100 a day. But there can still be ways to work out bargains if you do your homework and you travel in off-peak periods. So, Dwayne is right now picking up his rental bike, a Pedego Interceptor, at a local Pedego store in Las Vegas. Let's check in with him and see how that's going. Dwayne? Dwayne, are you there? Hey, Jared. So now I'm here in uh, Las Vegas, and I'm actually at the Pedego Summerlin, which is Las Vegas, but just a little bit north of Las Vegas. And I'm here with Angie Seifert um, from the Pedego store. Angie, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. So uh, we came out here. Everybody who listens to the show knows I love my Pedego bike. So it only made sense to try and rent a Pedego bike while I was while I was out here on vacation. And you guys accommodated with a long-term rental, and that was really great. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think all Pedego stores rent bikes, right? Yes, correct. That seems to be like part of the business model, right? Is rent somebody a bike and then sell them a bike. Absolutely. (laughs) And and do the rental rates vary depending on where you are in the country, or are Mm -hmm. they kind of standard? Um, uh, So typically they're kind of standard, but each store sets their own rental price. Okay. And can you give me an idea, like, what, what, what is the rental rate? What is the daily rental rate on a, so, a Pedego? So for a two-hour minimum, it is $30 an hour um, with a two-hour minimum, so $60 for two hours. And then daily, you're looking at $110 a day. And if people come out here like, like I did and they're staying for a while, you, you'll do multi-day rentals? Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. And, and Las Vegas is a great place to ride bikes. Yep, we got Red Rock Canyon, the Hoover Dam Loop, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it seems much more bike-friendly out here than in some parts of the country, I think. Yeah. Maybe because people are more outdoorsy out here, (laughs) hiking and that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Great. Well, Angie, thanks so much uh, for the the rental. It's going to be great, and I really appreciate uh, you guys accommodating us. Absolutely. Thanks for coming out. We had a good time with you guys. Thanks. Well, it sounds pretty good. Sounds like he has his rental bike, and he's on his way. In this case, Dwayne was able to arrange for a proper e-bike rack that could be used with the rental RV. Unfortunately, not just any rack will do. When putting a rack on the back of an RV, you have to be careful with weight limits and some other special considerations you don't have to look at when looking at a car. We discussed the details of a proper bike rack for cars and trucks and things like that in Episode 3, Hauling Amps, but RVs are a little bit different. Now... Through the magic of podcasting, we have now caught up with Dwayne a few days later and after a day of biking in Zion National Park in Springdale, Utah. E-bikes there are very popular, and in the park, Dwayne managed to catch up with some fellow e-bikers. Dwayne? 
Okay, Jared, so tonight I'm here. We are in Zion National Park in Springdale, Utah. And I spent the whole day e-biking in the park. Instead of hiking Zion, we were biking Zion. And we ran into uh, some friends at the campsite next door. I'm here with Chris. She is from Colorado. And she, uh, while we brought e-bikes with us, she rented e-bikes from a local outfitter. And so I think, was this the first time you had ever been on an e-bike? It is the first time, yes. And w were you inspired by the fact that we had e-bikes next to you? <laughs> uh, I can't say that it was that that prompted us to do it. It's a combination of having other friends recommend e-bikes oh, and cool. how pleasurable it was, that experience, and having an injured knee. Yeah, no, that's that's a big part of it, right? Yeah. I mean, it makes it uh, so much easier. So. So what did you think? Were you glad that you did it? I was very glad that I did it. I, I was very thankful that it was an option uh, for touring and, and just being able to see the park uh, in a manner that wasn't as demanding physically. Yeah. And we should say that um, Zion is pretty well set up for bikes and you can ride bikes in and the roads are mostly closed. But I think, I know we rode about... 12, 12 or 14 miles into the park and out. I, I guess you guys did the same. You rode maybe a little bit more than that. We did. I think I think we did a total in the park, apart from the bike trail, of 16 miles, according to what I understood from the outfitter that we used. Uh, and then we did the, the bike trail twice. And I don't know what the mileage is on the bike yeah, trail. Yeah, I don't know either. That was a great trail, though. Yeah. So is there anything that surprised you about the about the e-bike? Um, just how comfortable it is and how pleasurable it is to ride that you still get with the with the e-bikes that we rented you still get a type of exercise it's just not as demanding and you can go to locations that you might not go otherwise yeah yeah definitely I should tell so the, the listeners know the bikes you guys rented were they were specialized Como so they're mid-drive electric bikes which we talk about on the show sometimes but yeah the alternative is waiting in the line for the trams and the park is pretty busy today exactly and being in a vehicle where there are a number of people and coming from all yeah. over the world in the age of the pandemic being able to get on a bike and just ride freely was wonderful yeah they did have a lot of people packed into those shuttles they did they did <laughs> so do you do you think you ever might consider buying an electric bike Possibly. We do ride bikes at home in Colorado. Um, my husband just purchased a, a hybrid tech bike, or Trek bike, I'm sorry, uh -huh. for me, and, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, but I think as we get older, yeah, it's something we would it definitely It flattens out consider. the hills, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I have a Trek hybrid bike, too, and I love it, but I haven't ridden it <laughs> lately. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Certainly. Thanks so much. That's great, Dwayne. I love the fact that e-bikes are so popular in Zion National Park. You know, looking into it, I see there are several outfitters in Springdale that rent e-bikes, and I bet a lot of first-timers rent e-bikes there. In general, it seems like national parks are pretty good about being bike-friendly, and so far, e-bike-friendly. All right, magic podcasting moment again. We're now catching up with Dwayne in Moab, Utah. Moab is considered by many to be the mountain bike mecca of the country. 
but from what I hear, there are lots of paved trails and bike lanes for those who don't necessarily want to bike mountain bike trails. Dwayne, tell us a little bit about the biking scene in Moab. Hey, Jared. Yeah, I'm here in Moab, Utah. Uh, the weather is gorgeous. I'm staying in an RV park that is very close to this Lions Park uh, bicycle trailhead, uh, which is just a great uh, place. It's an intersection of bike trails. You can go one of three directions from here. You can go to Arches National Park, uh, two or three miles. You can go uh, three or four miles to Grand Staff Canyon, or you can go right into downtown uh, Moab and all of the restaurants, stores, uh, supermarket, that kind of stuff. So uh, looks like Moab is a real bike-friendly uh, area, despite uh, being the mountain bike capital of the world. It also has plenty of facilities for people who are riding road bikes and, of course, electric bikes, uh, bike paths, bike lanes, that sort of thing. Um, I will tell you that you can't necessarily tour Arches National Park on a bike or not easily um, on an e-bike. It's um, once you get to the park, there's a pretty steep uphill to kind of go over a mountain <laughs> to get into the park, and there's no bike lane, so I don't know about that. But but otherwise, getting around this area is great, and there's a lot to see. Uh, I guess the lessons learned on this trip uh, are a couple. One is that uh, national parks are generally pretty bike friendly, um, some more than others, but I, I think anytime you're getting ready to go on a trip, if you're an e-biker like we are, uh, and you're going to be staying somewhere, uh, give it some, give it some thought, do some planning. There are all sorts of places to rent e-bikes now. Uh, obviously, you know, it's not necessarily cheap, but you can see so much. Uh, and get a really different perspective on where you're going by riding a bike. And if you can ride an e-bike, even better. So that's it for now. We're going to uh, hit the bikes here and uh, see some more Moab. And I will see you back in the studio next week. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. I guess it comes down to this. If you're traveling to a bike-friendly place and you love your e-bike, there are ways to work an e-bike into your vacation plans. Well, thanks to Dwayne for working on his vacation and sharing some of his trip. And thanks to all of you for listening. I hope you enjoyed some of this on-scene reporting and our discussion of traveling by e-bike. If you have any thoughts, questions, or tips about traveling with e-bikes or renting e-bikes when traveling, drop us an email at ebikeradio at gmail.com. And again, please follow or subscribe to our show on your podcast player of choice so you don't miss that next episode or any episode. We're on nearly every podcast player you can think of, and to name a few, Apple, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, just pretty much all of them. If we're not on one and you want us to be on it, let us know. We'll try to figure it out. But as always, thank you for listening. I look forward to having Dwayne back in the studio next week so he can gloat about his wonderful trip in person. And stay tuned for the next episode of Electric Bike Radio.